0: Hello and welcome to Running Inside Out Podcast, where we talk about the races we ran in, the races we're not in, and getting outside to see what's going on inside the Rochester running scene. In this episode, we talk with Kim Danahy. Kim runs, but she often likes to go for a swim or a bike ride beforehand. That's right, Kim is a triathlete. In fact, she's now an Ironman. Kim competed and completed Ironman Lake Placid this year. In our conversation, we go from figure skating to road marathon and a few steps in between. Kim often finds herself swimming, cycling, and running for a cause, contributing to the community and competing for those who can't. You can hear as we talk about some of her fundraising and charities how really meaningful it is to her. Before we get into it with Kim... I'm excited to share that this episode we have a new sponsor, like literally new, in the actual literal and not the figurative literal, as is often the parlance of our times. Rochester Running Company is a new running store in town located on Mount Hope Avenue in Collegetown. Focused on being a social hub for runners, Rochester Running Company offers free group runs, a place to hang out, and always has water available outside the shop for anyone who happens to be passing by. Additionally, their Facebook page is full of hustle and bustle with many pop-up runs or running-related activities constantly being discussed and organized. And, like I said, they're new. They're having their grand opening party all week, Wednesday, September 7th, ribbon-cutting and fun run at 6 p.m. with demos of Salming Shoes plus drinks at the Rochester Beer Market afterwards. Thursday, September 8th, ladies' night from 5 to 8 p.m., including a bar-to-bar class with m Fitness at 6 p.m. Of course, discounts for ladies only. Friday, 9-9, free muscles-for-mileage workout classes at 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. with Josh Rossi, personal training in the store. And at 11.30 on Friday, insomnia cookie run, 11.30 at night, late-night fun run with free cookies afterwards. Can't beat that. Saturday. September 10th, fun run at 8 a.m., 5 miles, with demo for a Skechers performance shoes. And Sunday, 9-11, the first annual First Responders Day. First Responders can enjoy 20% off anything in the store. Stop in for any or all of the events. Let them know you heard about it on the podcast. While you're there, you can even pick up one of our fancy new Running Inside Out podcast shirts. Find them on Facebook by searching Rochester Running Company or find the link in the show notes for all the details. Bring your friends, bring your running group, make some new friends, and meet other running groups. Rochester Running Company, run our city together. And with that, let's get into the trails, training, food, friends, and yes, even feelings of Rochester Runners.
1: that's right well you know you got you got to spin. has been tomorrow will be a month so <laughs> yeah. which, is, which is crazy
0: to think that to think that it's uh it's already a month away
1: that yeah that a month ago i crossed the finish line and i'm an iron man
0: <laughs> there it is yeah um yeah, what I find interesting is it's exactly that. It's how many weeks of training and preparation and hours poured into it. Nine and, months. Yeah. And I've tried that with my like ultras to think about if you're wishing for this to be over right now, <laughs> you know, like you better enjoy this. You, yep. It's been nine months yep. working up to it. So you better like enjoy this because it's gonna be gone. And Absolutely. you're gonna be like crap.
1: I know. Well, I, I was, I was telling some of my teammates and the people who came up with me, I'm like, you know, it's been nine months and my birth is going to be (laughs) an (laughs) Ironman. Never given birth, but that's what it was.
0: There you go. You're now born. That's right. 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 Wow. So, all right. So Ironman Lake Placid, um, how did you like pick that as a goal?
1: back in 2011 i did my very first triathlon it was in um oklahoma city it was called the red man and i did it with the leukemia and lymphoma society first time ever doing a triathlon and it was 70.3
0: and had you been athletic before that
1: (laughs) absolutely um growing up i was a figure skater competed against some. Well known people like uh, dropping names here Tonya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan. Wait,
0: you are on you are at skate meets, are they called skate meets? Competitions, uh, competitions yep. Right, so you're at ska- skate competitions out west, I'm assuming. No, here. Oh, here
1: in, in New York, yeah. New York and Detroit, and um, I actually was competing in the Empire State Games in Placid.
0: Okay, so yep. Placid again, the theme, Placid uh, again,
1: there's the theme, yeah. Okay,
0: so you're a figure skater,
1: yep. then... On top of that, I was running track, just sprints, yeah. no long distance at all, playing field hockey uh, all at once. And then I was dared to do it, be a cheerleader. So, of course, I had to do that. Okay. So, on top of school, I was doing four, four things.
0: Okay. so So, that leads right into managing a triathlon training schedule, right?
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Okay. So, you're building your core skill set.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Insanity, sure.
0: Right. Okay, and so 2011 was your first triathlon, but yep. this other stuff you're talking about is like the 90s, right? The, yes, the 80s and all.
1: 90s. Yeah, yep. But when I did that, the 2011 um, half Ironman, I said to myself, uh, one day I'm going to do a full Ironman. Didn't right, know,
0: right there, right then and there, it wasn't. A, I'll never do this again. It's an I'm instantly hooked thing.
1: Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. Well, I was. I've done back to back marathons, and I need. I was breaking down. So. You know, awfully. So I was like, I need to do something different. So I'm oh like, let's try a try.
0: So, we, man, you've done like we we just skipped the part where you became a like long distance runner. Yeah, too. it was wow. in
1: college. Did one mile.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> one mile. That's it. Wow. Yeah. So, 2011, did that. Always had my eye on that prize. Like one day, and it was every year. Okay, I'm going to do it this year. I'm going to do it this year and um back in 20 what today's 2016 so 2014 i think um peasant man triathlon came and it's in Penyan. great great place um and the two uh race directors joe and chris greckleck awesome people well unbeknownst to myself joe and chris are really good friends and joe has done uh, Lake Placid Ironman several times for the Multiple Myeloma Research Foundation.
0: Okay, so you get into a conversation with him.
1: I don't, actually. <laughs> no. I get into a conversation with Chris, and he says, you know, I, I've i done Ironman, but I have multiple myeloma cancer, so it's not, you know, I can't really train, so on and so forth, so that's part of him giving back is doing Peasant Man. Still didn't click. Yeah. twenty. Fifteen rolls around, and I'm watching Joe cross the finish line, and it just, I don't know, something just clicked in my head like, there's my aha moment. Right. Next year, 2016, that's when I'm going to do my Ironman. So I signed up with the Multiple Myeloma Research Foundation, and my journey started on July 27th of 2015.
0: And in addition to training for a triathlon, you were doing fundraising for multiple myeloma, right?
1: Yes. And that was probably the toughest part of the whole entire thing. Yeah. To be honest with you, because I had to raise, uh, just to get my bib number, I had to raise $5,000 by May, I think, 24th or something like that of 2016. Yeah. And with everybody's help, who I'm sure is listening to this, thank you very much. um, I beat that goal way before that and then some I'm I came close to um topping out at night over nine thousand dollars that's awesome yeah so thank you Chris because you (laughs) helped me too thank you
0: that's pretty awesome yeah I was thinking um but you had said you did um your first triathlon in 2011 as also a fundraiser as well right correct so you sort of had that you got used to that right over
1: yeah and and that's not the only i mean i do f i do fundraising for others like um the cancer um bike ride that Towpath puts on every single year. I raise funds for that um I donate to others that are raising funds for various um foundations, so yeah it's a part of me yeah you know there's a lot of people out there that are near and dear to my heart that have suffered or who have lost their lives to cancer, and I just Cancer sucks.
0: Yeah, it does. <laughs> it, cancer absolutely sucks. Yeah. So I had my first foray into, like, I've done little fundraising, and I, I definitely support um, friends of mine or causes that that kind of ring, you know, for me. But I did the New York City Marathon for, and I chose to do um, a charity, Action for Healthy Kids, to support them. Excellent. And it was a similar thing. Like there's a, there's a window, there's an amount of money that you have to get to get in to, to get one of their charity spots. Right. Cause they have a fundraising goal. Right. So action for healthy kids has 25 spots at $3,000 each. So they have a $75,000 fundraising goal. Wow. So I had to raise $3,000 and I signed up in June and it was like November and it took me the first two months to get used to it. Like, I I don't know why I had such a hard time, like, doing the actual fundraising aspect. Mm -hmm. So I sort of buried my head in the training part. And I was like, if I just train, then the fundraising thing will happen.
1: Right, right. Yeah, and that's that's the tough thing because, you know, well, you know, first off, I had no clue what to train for for an Ironman. I mean, I've done it for a half, and I knew that. But, you know, to put it all together and not get injured and not you know, burnout. Um, so that, you know, that was my thing too. Is like, Oh crap. What do I, what do I focus on? Do I focus on the fundraising or the training or training and then fundraising or some? What do I do?
0: Yeah. So no, I totally
1: get it. You know, <laughs>
0: it seemed to me like you were, you were very present and engaged with your fundraising. It wasn't like a passive thing where it's like, here's my page go. <laughs> You know, and and it was a trick that I started thinking of, too, like having raffles, giving away prizes, like today only, you know, donate today and get, you know, this or X or Y. And I don't think a lot of people do that um, because it's work, right? Absolutely. It's coordination and and effort, but it, it, as you said, it paid off in spades. Yeah. And it can be a small thing, like you were raffling off prizes, you know, like...
1: I mean, at $5 for, you know, Dunkin' Donuts gift card. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my biggest one was uh,
0: $50. Yeah. Um, I think you had a signed book. Did I had
1: a, I had a sign, an autograph from Nick Simons, yeah. the 800-meter yeah. um, Olympian. Uh, and then I had... I'm, where did I go? I went to uh, Marine Corps Marathon and, sorry, some redskin dude was there and he was signing autographs and... I'm like, if you want this, if you're a Redskins fan, and somebody was like, "Oh my God, you met him," I'm like, yep. "Yeah, I don't know who he is, but
0: <laughs> but that's but you found that that value for somebody else. I mean, you know, it's a circle, right? Yep. So yep. that's pretty neat. Um, I think so. That part fundraising aside, anyone you want to talk about fun? because training, we got we got to get hours about training. Yes, we could. Um, so the last piece for me for the fundraising, I think, is as you said, it's it's sort of a part. Right. It's a part of you. And um, I was first surprised when I first started getting into running. Sometimes we'd be in a race and just, you know, a regular run and everybody would ask me, oh, what what charity are you raising money for? And that's been such a large part of running over the past, you know, 20 years, eh, maybe not so much in the in the 2000s, but in the 70s, 80s, 90s, every run was a fundraising run. Yep. You know, and it was like, oh, yeah, we're running for this cause or that cause. Or and I don't hear that as much anymore.
1: No, I, I think that the bigger foundations are more prevalent than the smaller ones. And I hate saying that because any foundation, any you know, place that's, you know, seeking donations is a worthy cause. But sometimes I think the bigger, the more known mm-hmm. foundations um, overshadow. The smaller ones, which I is think, unfortunate.
0: I think so. I mean, I know we have some small, um, small little five k's and ten k's around here that you know scare away brain cancer is obviously the the Not more well known one, right? Yeah. And then we have um, there's one in um, Black Creek Park that raises money uh, for a student's scholarship, and I'm I'm missing the name right now.
1: Me too. I know what you're talking about. But
0: yeah, there's those smaller ones Mm -hmm. that that sort of just happen, and they're like your local races. But I I feel like that piece is sort of starting to fade a little bit from runs and races.
1: Which is very unfortunate.
0: Yeah. Because I think
1: that they, uh, from my experience and from, you know, looking at the smaller races, is that they're more focused for, you know, you say 5K at Black Creek, and then on the very bottom, small print, benefiting. Mm Mm-hmm. It should yeah. be the opposite. It right. should be benefiting this, and you get to run yeah. a 5K. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, because
1: an- a lot of places, you know, a lot, a lot of foundations, these people or whatever can't run.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Or
1: can't participate. So that's what you're ben- That's what you're helping.
0: Right. Exactly. And we
1: get to do. We get the to other go part. run.
0: Right. right. We, we get, get the- to do
1: it. We yeah. have the privilege of doing that. Mm-hmm. And that's why you know when I did the Lake Placid, I got to do that. Mm-hmm. And you know, I wore people's names that were not with us any longer. Right. That had did not have the opportunity to do anything of that nature. So.
0: Yeah, when you kind of think about, it, and that's the that's the thing where we were just talking about. If you're wishing for it to be over, you know, if you're <laughs> if you're in hour ten and you're like, I can't wait for this to be done, you sort of lost a little bit of perspective. It's like mm-hmm. I've had the ability to do this for ten hours, yep. and that that was. The whole thing during Twisted Branch, I wasn't sort of wishing to be done. I actually didn't want to be done, right? <laughs> you know, right. But it's it's hard to lose perspective, or to keep perspective. Keep,
1: yeah, to keep it was a it was a it was bigger than myself, mm-hmm. um, and it still is bigger than myself. Right. I'm oh, very right. I'm very proud of what I've done, but it's also it why I did it was not about me. It had nothing to do with me. It had to do with everybody else out there, including you guys who donated to me. Um, and you know, even those who didn't donate, but were very supportive of me, that's why I did it. Yep. Not because of me it had nothing to do with it. It feels
0: better when there's a lot of people involved, it Absolutely. seems, you know,
1: cause it's, it's, it's a whole group thing, you know, it's, you know, so,
0: yeah. yeah. So now back to the hard part, you <sighs> had to, you had to create a training plan for this beast, right?
1: I was going to, um, <laughs> but through guidance of others that have done a, um, an Ironman, um, I found a fantastic coach and, she, you know, I interviewed several of them and she and I just clicked and, um, I, I hope I can swear, but she was a hard ass on me. So, um, and that paid off tenfold for me cause I needed that. Cause being a scatterbrained and a recovering alcoholic who thinks that she has to do everything, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that you know, I'm glad I had my weekly plan, Right. you know, I, and I fell off the face of the earth. I mean, I was, you know, present, but I wasn't present in everybody else's lives for nine months.
0: So what's the process like interviewing a coach? Like, what do you, what do you do?
1: Um, well, I reached out, like I said, to, um, someone I knew who's done Lake Placid and I asked, you know, who would you recommend? Mm -hmm. Would you recommend yourself? You know, and here's my goal. My goal is not a time. My, my goal is to finish with plenty of time. So I don't feel like, Oh my God, you know, I suck because I came in at, you know, 1657 or 1759 <laughs> or whatever, but I want to feel comfortable. I don't want to be injured and somebody who will guide me and push me mm-hmm. to, you know, get out the athleticism that I, that I know is within me. And she gave me Holly Benner, who was my coach and still is my coach because I'm doing another fundraising, but we'll get to that later, I'm, I'm thinking. Yeehaw. Uh Yeah. And um, so I didn't reach out to her right away. I, I reached out to two local people. One person never responded. The other person was like, I've never done an Ironman. I I, I can help you, but I can't do it. I,
0: it's not my specialty. It's not my specialty. Yeah.
1: So I reached out to Holly and I said, listen, this is, I'm 47. Um, I've had two reconstructive surgeries on my left knee. I can swim, I can bike, I can run. I don't know if I can do all of that equaling 140.6 miles. She responded back to me, I don't care about your age. We'll pay attention to your knee. But you're not doing 140.6 in one setting. You're doing it in three separate um, areas. And that's what you have to focus on and i'm like all right
0: there you go They're piece by center. piece right Peace. yeah all right so you signed up with your coach uh-huh. um which part of uh, now i mean admitted uh i know zero about track i know the th- i know the three sports Yep. i know the order they come in it's the swim bike run you got it so i know that much yep um I've swam collectively, uh, cumulatively, about a mile in my entire life. Okay. So I'm more of a floater than a swimmer. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, I used to have a a Huffy BMX. Beautiful. (laughs) I used to have a BMX bike back in the day. Yep. I have a bike now. It's got a small layer of dust on it. Um, And I run a lot.
1: Yeah, you do. You do that.
0: So... Of the three sports that we've now established, which one were you feeling like I'm going to need some work on?
1: That question has been asked me several times, and I think I'm very well versed on all three of them. Okay. Um, can I improve on all three of them? Absolutely. Right. You know, I'm not, I'm not a pro. By any stretch of the imagination, you felt you felt comfortable. I felt comfortable enough, yeah, especially because I've done 70.3s okay, in the past. Yeah. I've done tri- um, sprints and Olympics, so I'm, you know, mm-hmm. but you know, again, the daunting two point four mile swim,
0: oh,
1: yikes, yeah. really. And I started training in the winter, right? So I was doing pool workouts, mm-hmm. and then you know, open water came, and but. Yeah, No, I think I was well-versed. The problem was for me um, is getting off the bike and running 26.2 miles.
0: Right, the change.
1: The change, because you're using different muscles from the bike to the run. Yeah. And, you know, how was I going to feel that day and all that, but, yeah.
0: So you felt like the whole, the transition from bike to run was sketchy and two miles of open water swimming were sketchy.
1: Yeah, I'm like, can I actually do 2.4 miles? And can I actually do it in... The time allotted, because right. I think it was like two hours and thirty minutes. I'm like, yeah.
0: crap, can I do uh, that's that? It's just, I wouldn't even get off the beach like that's <laughs> and it. And you
1: had to do two laps besides.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, you come back to the beach and you got to go back out. Like, screw it, wow. never mind. I got five minutes till the cutoff,
1: right? <laughs> but you know, so so that was daunting. I'm like, oh my god, you know, I uh, there's no way.
0: So as you were setting your goal for your training, mm-hmm. she she tells you, Holly tells you, you're doing three separate things piece by piece. Correct. And you're like, okay, I'm into that. But in your head, you also know I'm doing the whole thing, yeah. right? Yeah. So what what would you say were your things as you're going into this training, um, what were your sort of goals i know you you had a goal i want to finish this at this point but was it like i'm gonna have to work on my transitions or i know throughout this training i'm gonna need to upgrade my bike or like i gotta get better at the the in and out of the you know like you said the transition but did you have things that you knew you needed to work on
1: absolutely um the swim being better tech technically Mm -hmm. swimming and using my um my effort not all out and still having enough left over for going onto the bike.
0: Like efficient swimming.
1: Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah. I, I'm kind of a thrasher, you yeah. know, a little bit of a thrashing around.
1: Yeah. Well, that ha- that happened on the day of.
0: <laughs> yeah. My swim is like controlled drowning. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, we could help you with that.
0: Yeah, probably.
1: Um I knew I needed to upgrade my bike because that I had an aluminum um, tri bike. Mm-hmm. Which is much heavier than a carbon. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I knew that needed to be upgraded, but I'm grateful that I was training on my aluminum because it made me stronger. Right. Yeah. Um, and more physical.
0: Like running with ankle weights on, right? Pretty much. <laughs>
1: or with, you know, I don't know, um, you know, leather shoes. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Or those sandals that I see people running in. <laughs> <laughs> craziness but um so i knew i needed to do that and as far as the run you know for the run i knew if i could get off the bike in plenty of time i could literally walk a marathon and still finish but i just wanted my knee to stay together together because yeah. my left knee is two reconstructive surgeries when i was 17 and 18 47 Fig-
0: figure skating accidents
1: no f- just figure skating
0: just in general? Just
1: in general. Yeah. Uh, uh, so uh, that so was so goal. it's not
0: running that hurts your knees. It's figure skating.
1: And I blame uh, it all on figure skating. <laughs> no, figure skating. It
0: kills your knees. It does. All right. Yeah. Okay. So that's like now you got your training thoughts in your mind and you're sort of setting your goals. So now you need a schedule, right? You got a job, right? A full-time job. Yep. Yeah. And uh, as far as I know, triathletes got lots of training to do.
1: Yep. I had zero life the minute I got my training plan. (laughs) All right. I knew going into it that, you know, life was going to be completely different. Mm -hmm. I just didn't realize how different it was going to be.
0: So you were ready and it still surprised you.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And and it wasn't just life because, you know, I could manage the, and luckily I had a job that I started at eight o'clock in the morning and I finished at 4.30. And on my way home, I could go do my swim and so on and so forth. But it was how tired I was and how hungry I was. I've I never experienced <laughs> eating so much in my life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so at some point you're doing, uh, you're doing like the bricks, right? Which is the bike into the run. Yep. And then some days you're doing a swim into a bike. And...
1: No, I never did that. I just did my swim. Um, but the bike, I, the majority of my training was on a bike. OK, I, um, you know, I can remember in the wintertime in my, I'm my trainer watching um, a movie and a half because I had to be on the bike for three and a half hours
0: because it's 112 mile bike ride, right?
1: 112 mile bike ride. Jeez. And it wasn't just all, you know, going out for 112 miles. You had to do it twice. So it's a two looper. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're like, OK, cool. I'm done with 56 miles. Now what? Oh, I got to go back and out and do it again. <laughs>
0: That's, you know, the Cayuga, Cayuga trails, 50, you run out for 25 miles, turn around, run, or you run out 12 and a half, turn around, come back 12 and a half. You run under the start slash finish line, turn around and do it again. Yep. And so like, I always thought that that's a, that's a really sadistic race director that would make you do such a thing. And you're saying you had that in the swim.
1: I had that in the swim, the bike and the run. Now the run was pretty much what you just described so we go out of transition go down the hill go by the um the ski jumps you come back and as you're going back out for your second loop you have you have a choice Mm -hmm. if you're a cheater you could go to the right and say that you finished (laughs) <laughs> or you can go left and go out for your second loop, and all the while you're hearing Mike Riley, who is the voice of Iron Man, saying, X, Y, Z, you are an Iron Man. And you hear all these woo and you're like... you got
0: to oh. run away from it. You have to,
1: exactly. You have to run away from it. Ugh. So, um, yeah. But Ugh. then when you're coming back in...
0: You know it's you.
1: You know it's you, and you just... <laughs> you, well... You have to run a mile or a mile and a half away from the oval and then come back. And as you're coming back, no for me, it was like, I don't care how bad I'm hurting. I'm running and sprinting to that finish line. And you're bawling because you're just like, oh, my (laughs) God, done. What? And it was crazy. I never heard my name. I could not hear my heartbeat. All I heard was this thunderous cheering from all of these people. I mean, it was just. Wow. Yeah mind blowing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can't even think about that. No. So, all right. So what we like to do is, as we always say you go forward and backwards and forward and backwards. Yes. So we just covered your finish. Yes, what about, I know. what Crazy. about the start? Right. So, so we got to get, you're going through your training. How many hours a week are you training on average? 15 ish? More than that. More than that.
1: Yeah. Because if you figure, um, my long bike rides, I mean, I would do 95 miles. Which would take me wow. five.
0: You're doing 95 miles regularly in training where you have 112 mile, ride.
1: Almost. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like one week would be 95. The next week would be 65 with a brick after that. So, you know, running for 45 minutes after that. Um,
0: yeah. So maybe you can help me with this because sure. this is a mystery to me. What, what the hell is a brick?
1: Okay. A brick. So you're biking. Right. On the dusty bike that you have. You're biking, you get off,
0: and then you, you put
1: your running shoes on,
0: and then you run, and
1: then you go run.
0: Right, so that's like a transition. Right, right? So, so the
1: brick is called the, the B R. Well, it's the bike, bike the run and the run, so and your legs feel like freaking bricks.
0: Okay, so the I C is just added on to make a brick.
1: Yeah, it's an ick. ick.
0: Okay, yeah, because you ick. were like, I'm doing the bike ride with a brick afterwards, and I'm like, no, wait a minute, I thought the B was bike. Yeah, and, the R and then was the
1: R is bike. run, and then the ick is the ick because ich. your legs do feel ich. like bricks.
0: Okay. Got it. Yeah. It's the BR ick. Yeah. Okay. So it's
1: kind of like, you know, when you're climbing
0: uh-huh.
1: and you're like, oh my God, am I almost done? And then you try and start running again and your legs are just feel like cement. Just
0: cement. Yep. And then all of a sudden there's a downhill for you.
1: Right. Which is so wonderful. <laughs> but then there's always an the uphill.
0: Yeah. But Okay. So that's a brick. So yeah. you're doing, you're doing 15 to 20 hours a week. And then you got your forty-hour-week a job, and you're then you're spending the rest of your time eating,
1: eating and sleeping, <laughs> and being miserable. Yeah, because the the misery does come in to play.
0: Right, and then you got fundraising in there as well.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. So
0: were there parts of your training that were miserable, where you were like, you know what?
1: Yes, it was towards the end when you know everything was you know it was getting more intense and more. You know, you got to hit this time and you have to hit this time and you have to report back and the, you know, it's pouring rain out, but I have to get on my bike because on any given Sunday, as we all know, it could be pouring rain.
0: What's it going to be on race day? Absolutely. Absolutely. So you said Holly was um, hard on you. Yep. So you don't have to share details, but were there times where you reported and you're like, listen, lady.
1: In my mind, I was saying that absolutely yeah yeah like I uh, you are sick.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: who do you think you are?
0: <laughs> <laughs> listen lady i'm, I'm forty seven
1: <laughs> right i'm forty seven and I'm paying exactly I'm paying you yeah but then you know you're just kind of like shut up, mind. she's doing it there's a, there's a reason why she's doing it
0: mm-hmm.
1: and she'll tell me you know, she would you know send me a little email and say listen i this this is gonna suck, but there's a reason why I want you to do this."
0: So, so you really kind of relied on her for that. Were there other were there other tricks that you used or other things that you used to get you through this kind of training?
1: Yeah, um, again, it was the journey, and it this it, this is bigger than myself. Remember why I had to keep you know on certain times, I had to remember why I was doing what I was doing. Right. And it wasn't because of me. It wasn't because I you know wanted the accolades. It was because of the people who needed and who couldn't
0: and that's one of the things we always say is like you have to have a reason for this for these ultra endurance things you have to have a reason because yep. if you're just doing it for for giggles <laughs> the giggles are going to go away pretty quick
1: very quickly yes
0: so you have to constantly have like that totem to remind yourself this is this is where the motivation is and absolutely. this is this is what the payoff is
1: absolutely okay. Yep.
0: So power and through training, mm-hmm. eating, eating small, uh, small villages full of food. So,
1: yeah. Even on the bike, I was eating a small village.
0: So were there things that you would like, <laughs> were there things that you would crave? What, what was your go-to after really hard workouts?
1: Dark russet potato chips. Huh. Those I, and to this day, I still eat them. They, they had the perfect salt, Yeah. the perfect crisp. And it was just like, oh. Just so, oh my god, the best!
0: Just say that. It, it I can see it in your. The, face. I know. I'm like, like if I
1: had a bag right now, I'd be you know, eating crunch, crunch, yeah. crunch. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. They, that was my go. I mean, I literally probably went through, I don't know, four cases, five cases. I mean, it was, it's crazy. It's crazy.
0: Nice. Yeah. And and you're putting in the hours. You don't have to. You know.
1: No. No calorie counting
0: whatsoever. I would imagine that calorie counting would be the last thing you want to do. I mean, unless you're trying to count higher. Well,
1: (laughs) yeah. I mean, you know, thank God for the Garmin because it would, you know, it would tell me, oh, you just burned, you know, 9 million calories. I'm like, sweet.
0: (laughs) That's too many calories out and not enough in, in. Right. Right. Yeah. Um. So, what's next? Uh, let's see. You're eating, you're training, you're powering through to tough spots. You got your fundraising goal met. It's time to start getting ready. Um, do you have a crew for this? Did you assemble any kind of crew for race day? Or
1: I did. Um, and, you know, it's, as you probably know, you know, you have to have the crew that will be able to basically slap you upside the head and say, shut up. You can do this. Mm-hmm. And so I had, um, a really good friend of mine, Mary, who God love her, you know, she's like, Oh my God, I miss my best friend. I'm like, I'm still here, but I'm just not here. She, um, she, she did some of the trainings with me, not all of it, but you know, some of the trainings and she was a huge supporter for me. Um, you know, I could reach out to her and say, I'm having a bad freaking day and, you know, just, and she allowed me just to vent Mm -hmm. with no judgment, no nothing. So I had three people, her husband, um, Dave Coyne, and then Mary, and um, they were great. You know, Mm -hmm. leading up to it, I said, listen, guys, I know you guys are volunteering, and they did, which was was awesome, because it broke up their day, so they weren't standing around doing nothing. I said, but I'm telling you right now, when (laughs) Thursday comes, it's my weekend, so if I get a little icky to, to you or whatever I said but there's certain things I have to do and if you're not on board don't come yeah because I, ne- I needed somebody or my team just to know that Yep, I have to do my stuff and if you don't like it the way I'm doing it don't tell me because <laughs> right. this is how I practice it because I you know you have to practice all that
0: yeah you have to there's a big orchestration mm-hmm. I mean I'm I'm happy enough to just remember that I have a hydration vest that I got to wear. I don't even know how to remember multiple pairs of shoes and bike parts and swim fins and our sweatsuits and caps and goggles and all. Mm -hmm.
1: (sighs) Yeah, so, you know, like three days before the weekend, I had everything laid out with my checklist, making Mm -hmm. sure I had everything. And then as I was packing, I was checklisting it again. And then of course you have to unpack to make sure that you really did have all that stuff. Mm. So it was crazy the week before. Right.
0: And you got a T1, a T2 and the finish line bags, right?
1: Right, and you have to pack those the night before
0: and give them to somebody. And
1: give, yeah, right. <laughs> well, <laughs> and then on Saturday you had to bring your bike into transition and leave it.
0: Yeah. And so you're showing up to the race with nothing. Nothing
1: except my my um wetsuit. Yeah. That is it. And oh, and the-, the goggles and the um
0: Like, were you totally freaked out?
1: I was totally freaked out. I was totally freaked out. People have told me what was going to happen. And then, like, I'm bringing my bike in and they take photos of your bike. Yeah. Because if it gets stolen, they have a picture. I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) So, yeah, it's crazy.
0: So you you meticulously pack these three bags yep and you don't like put little luggage locks on them or anything. Nope, you you put just a, you just trust that your stuff is there.
1: Yep, and you put a solo cup over it so if it rains, it doesn't leak into your bag and get your stuff all wet.
0: Mm-hmm. Learn that one. You put a solo cup over
1: the opening of the bag.
0: Right. okay, because it's like a drop bag type yes. of thing. Yeah, right. So you put that over the top and then you hang it.
1: Yeah, and then so if it rains or if there's dew on it, it doesn't go into the bag and get down. your sock. Yeah. Pro
0: tip, everybody. Pro tip. Pro tip. Exactly. I remember seeing that in one of your pictures, saying it's like all ready to go, and I was like, huh, little solo cup. Okay. Yeah. I thought maybe that was so you could see it easily as you're running by it or something. Well, that
1: and it, I did have an orange um, uh, duct tape. Mm -hmm. So I could kind of, you know, look, find it, find it. But yeah, it's
0: just like dropping luggage at the airline. Yeah. You don't know if it's going to be there when you get there. Nope. You have no. Oh my goodness. Nope. Okay. So now you're like the night before. Do you sleep the night before?
1: I slept really well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Strange. Because you did did all your freaking out for the week up.
1: I did. Yep. I did. So that was good. Um, Got up about four, had lunch or breakfast. Um, and then met some of the MMRF, um, teammates that, you know, we kind of bonded and we're all just like, I can't believe it's already here. And we just started, we did a quick little swim just to get the nerves out. And us three and over 3000 other people decided to line up on the beach of Mirror Lake and hop in.
0: (laughs) And kick and punch each other and, for two point four miles.
1: Correct. Kick and punch. That's absolutely what it was. A lot of people we found out later didn't make it through the the swim because they got concussions. Um, they got kicked in the head. They got kicked in the chest. Uh, kicked elsewhere for a guy. Um, cramped up. So their day was over very quickly.
0: Yeah. I can't even imagine nine months, imagine nine, that. Months. nine months, you go in the water, somebody kicks you in the head and you're done
1: and you're done. Yep. One girl I know that she got onto her bike and she was so delusional that she went the wrong way
0: <sighs> from the bike. From so the bike. just from the, the swim blew her up.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yep. So her day was done.
0: So you stayed off to the side away where I would hit you? I did.
1: I stayed off to the side. I paid attention. I, you know, I knew my surroundings and going into the swim, I had a time in mind that I wanted to do. And I blew that out of the water, literally and figuratively. So I had a great cushion going into the, the bike. Wow. And when we started, it was overcast and foggy. It was beautiful on Mirror Lake. And then when we got into the, uh, the bike, it started getting warmer and more windy.
0: And wind on a bike is always great, right?
1: Oh, especially if it's a headwind well, the whole entire well, way. And
0: the Lake Placid course is flat, so.
1: That's oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> just the swim portion.
0: <laughs> the swim is flat.
1: The swim is flat.
0: That's that's a triathlete joke, I yep. guess, huh?
1: Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> there were some great downhills, like going into Keene, the Keene yep. descent. Uh, fantastic. you get up to 45 miles an hour on your bike.
0: And then yard sale.
1: And then, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so, you know, had to do that twice. And Mm -hmm. the second time around, it got much more windy and being a slight person is not very fun. Trying to break the wind, not that kind of breaking (laughs) wind. (laughs) Enter jokes now. Um, but you know, I did it in plenty of time and got off the bike, felt great. Saw my coach twice. And, um, started the run and all of a sudden my legs were like no don't feel like running
0: but you practiced this
1: i know <laughs> dang it i practiced it so i did the shuffle walk okay and occasionally could run but
0: well you said you could if you did good on the bike and the swim you could walk in a marathon yeah
1: and what really helped me was trail running um Remembrance that you, you know, if you're going up a hill and you don't feel like running, you can power walk it. Mm -hmm. So I power walked pretty much the whole entire
0: marathon. Wow. Yeah. And so I can imagine like on the bike, you're preoccupied with not crashing. Right. Do you have, so on the bike, so the swim is like... I don't know. It's two point, it's, it's an hour and a half or something yep. and, and you just swimming. You're it's just early, swimming. right? Yeah. So are you, do you get the same thoughts like on a 112 mile bike ride as you do like in a trail marathon, like the, like low point, why am I doing this? Yes. Does that happen on a bike or are you oh, too absolutely. busy just trying to stay alive?
1: Uh, all of that. Yes. Yeah. You're trying, you're saying, well, you know, the biggest thing is everyone's like, well, if you have to pee, just pee on your bike. I'm like, no, I'm not paying on my bike.
0: <laughs> you know how expensive this bike is.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm not paying on my bike. Um, but no, you're you're thinking, please don't crash. Please, that person in front of me, don't crash. Cars, because you do have cars passing you, that they don't hit you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're also saying, please don't get a flat. Right. I don't want to get a flat. So, yeah. And then, you know, towards the end, um, you know, there's this one picture that um, HBO and Janelle Krekke took I the first time I passed them I'm like yeah great the second time I'm just like concentrating and they're like nope she's not saying hi this time because I was nine miles away from finishing 112 miles and all you are saying I just want to get off this bike
0: that's what I, I would think that you're so preoccupied with all the disasters that could happen on a bike that you don't get time to think about yourself
1: no no, I and, and towards the end you're just like, I, and everybody just get off the bike. I just, just want to get off the bike. Right?
0: Don't crash. Don't crash. Crash.
1: Don't crash. Just get oh off the my bike. Oh
0: goodness! Wow. Do you have one of those fancy helmets with like the the uh, big fin on the back?
1: No, I, I did not look like an alien. Okay. No, do not have the alien. Like
0: teardrop type thing. No. All right.
1: Nope. I had a very bright yellow um, helmet. Okay. But not weird. Weird.
0: Okay. And 112 miles, you got to eat a ton of stuff, right? Oh yeah. So you got those arrow bars Yep. and like, are you drinking all your calories or are you eating? Both. Uh, Okay.
1: I'm doing both. Yep. Um, I had peanut butter squares, um, on the second loop. Going into the second loop, it's kind of like a picnic because you have your drop bag and you have all your food in there. Mm-hmm. So I was drinking pickle juice. I was having sandwiches.
0: And Does that add an element of danger to your ride or do you stop to eat? No, to you stop?
1: stop to eat, but very quickly. So okay. the element is that you have to make sure you get off of your bike. You're screaming your number so the volunteers can get your bag and that you don't hit somebody coming in.
0: Okay. Uh, okay. So on the loop, you're pulling in back into transition and you're having chow time. Right. Okay. But when you're riding, you're just drinking.
1: You're just, yeah, I'm just drinking. Oh. Yeah. And I did have some squares, but by that time you're, you, you, you know, you're, you become stupid. You're like, uh-huh. how do I open this? You know, you're like, yeah, and
0: you need your hands to like, you know, to
1: steer and yeah. stuff like that. So I, I'm just like, okay, well I did it. I didn't crash. Thank God. But yeah. And then at transition years had the smorgasbord and it's great. Mm-hmm. But then that's scary coming going back into the race because you have to avoid everybody because you don't right. want to crash into them because they're pulling in, you're pulling out and you're like, oh God.
0: OK, <laughs> Yeah. All right.
1: survive that one now.
0: <laughs> right. That's where your heart rate goes up, right? Pretty much. So you get those final nine miles. Mm-hmm. No, You had no disasters. No on the
1: disasters. Nope.
0: So you didn't get kicked at all and you didn't crash at all. Nope. You just simply couldn't run when it came time to run.
1: Yeah. And which was pretty sad because I felt I felt great.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, just I felt the,
1: really it was just
0: the leg muscles weren't
1: the legs were just not firing. Mm-hmm. they're just like, I don't know, and my coach even said she goes, why aren't you running? I said i they won't work, right They're not i, I my head's saying I'm gonna go run, but my legs are saying no. no,
0: had you ever like sit down or just like stopped? No, you know,
1: no okay. the best advice that she gave me on the second loop was she told me she goes, start drinking sugar mm mm-hmm. so coke. I started drinking the Coke, um, one for one, one water, one Coke. um, And then they brought out the most fabulous chicken broth I've ever had in my life. (laughs) But it was all the salt. I needed the salt. I needed more salt than what I was taking in. Salt
0: and sugar. Mm
1: -hmm. And that was the best advice because once I got that in, enough of it into me that it was absorbing, Mm -hmm. then I felt better.
0: Did you bring some of your chips with you?
1: I didn't. Oh, you didn't have your chips? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. No, afterwards I did though. Right. I think by the time I got into the car and back to the hotel, which was about less than a 10-minute drive, the bag was gone.
0: See, if you would have had a Trails Rock aid station on the marathon, they would have been jamming some some dark russet chips in your face. Right. Right. They would have been like, eat these. Eat these now. <laughs> you trained on these. Eat them.
1: Yeah. They'll just be shoving it in my face. Mm-hmm. I got it. Yeah. So, Next time.
0: So did you, now Now the run is where we all know where all the emotions start <sighs> coming in, right? Yep. Yeah. And you got a lot of, you're not worried about crashing. No. Nope. You're not worried about like, you're just got to move.
1: You just have a lot of time.
0: A lot of move. time to think and reflect. And yeah. All that, I, right?
1: I, I, you know, I saw a lot of my teammates on the run and we were high-fiving each other. Saw a lot of, you know, Rochester affiliates, mm-hmm. HBO, Chris and Janelle and uh, Sarah Hardy. And I mean, just a, ho- it, it was awesome to see all these people. Cause it was just like, Oh, people, you mm-hmm. know, my people. Um, but then, you know, on stretches you had nobody and you're just like,
0: oh, time for the time for the thinking
1: time for the thinking. And, you know, and, and, and you're like, you know, you're just like, I can't believe that this is almost over with, yeah. you know, like we were t- talking before, you know, I've never been pregnant. Mm -hmm. But I've kind of equated my Ironman journey of being, you know, nine months Mm -hmm. of, you know, producing this 140.6 thing. Yeah. And the
0: birth of an Ironman.
1: Right. Exactly. (laughs) So, you know, I'm, you know, the back half, which was like three miles from the finish line. That's when I started saying I, 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 I. I can't put into, you know, I'm thinking to myself, I can't put into words what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. My God, please. So I started breaking it up because uh, it's three and a half miles. I know I can do three and a half miles in less than 30 minutes normally. I said, just get me a mile. Just yeah. get me to that mile. Got me to the mile, said just another mile. And it's kind of mind-blowing because you're coming in and the oval's to your left and you hear Mike Riley, the voice of Iron Man, saying, yada, yada, yada. You're an Ironman. And you're just like, but I'm there. Why can't I just go straight? You have to go a mile away from them Uh and then come back another mile. And when I turned that corner to come back, I lost it. That's it. That was it. I was bawling. I was, there was this guy who was running with me and he's like, are you okay? I'm like, (laughs) I couldn't talk. I was like, I'm done. I've, I've depleted everything I possibly can, but I found the I found my legs again, and I said, "Damn it, legs! Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna run me in. You're, I'm yeah. not walking in." Yeah. So I saw my coach on the way through, and she's just like, "Holy shoot, Kim! <laughs> where'd you go? You know?" You're and are running. I, yeah. I mean, I probably that mile was probably an eight thirty mile because I was <laughs> like, "Uh-uh." And yeah. you know, I came in and I heard who did I hear? I heard somebody else and. They're like, oh, my God, Kim you. And then that's all I heard was, Kim You. <laughs> and I turned the corner and I saw the, um, the Iron Man crossing, you yeah. know, the finish line. And I'm like, oh, my God. And you can't hear yourself think. No. You can't hear yourself think. You can't feel your heartbeat because all you hear is the pounding of everybody's clap mm-hmm. and yelling at you, just saying, yeah. oh, my God. And I never heard Mike Riley say my name. No, no,
0: it might be on the video.
1: It could be on the video. It
0: could be. <laughs>
1: um, But all I remember is um, my, uh, the coordinator for the MMRF was right there and she had my medal and mm-hmm. she whispered in my ear. She goes, thank God you're home. Yeah. And I mean, again, lost it. I'm like, and I don't lose it. I'm not one of those people who just cry because I have to cry. I just, right. I, I lost it. I was just like, I can't believe I just did this. Yeah.
0: Now, did you have points where you thought you weren't going yes, to finish?
1: Yes, absolutely. On that, on the, that, that twenty six point two miles. And
0: um, that's the run. The run is the one where you're absolutely like, oh, you got I, all that time.
1: Yep, I had all that time, and I'm like, what if I can't do this? I'm on the second loop. I'm halfway done with the second loop. I'm coming back.
0: So you had like less than seven seven miles to go, and you're starting to think that you couldn't finish absolutely
1: because I saw so many people getting sick. Yeah, so many people's you know um, chip off of their ankles. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, and the medics were there. And if you're, you know, one guy that was on our team, his blood sugar was down to 37.
0: Yikes. Yeah. You're not going to go anywhere with that.
1: No. And he was down and out, but he finished, you know, but he had like almost a nine hour marathon because he was down for that long. And I was like, please don't let that be me. Right. And I know that sounds very selfish. I know it does. I know it does. He was fine. I asked him if he was okay in between him puking, you know, I saw him cross. I, you know, mm-hmm. I knew he was fine, but that was very, that was the most selfish part of me at that moment when I said, please don't let that be me.
0: Well, and, and it, it's not for, I'm glad it's him and not me. It's more just like,
1: please don't let that be me. Right. You know, and I know, you know, we all worked as hard as everybody else has. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, I, if there was ever a selfish part of me in the, in the whole entire journey, that was the selfish part of mm-hmm. That was the only time that I was well, outside of training. Cause I was selfish. Cause <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't hang out with anybody, but you know, that was probably the most selfish thing that I ever said to my mind. Didn't right. say it out loud.
0: Right. So. You but you didn't say, ha ha. You no.
1: Know. Oh I, hell. It, heck no.
0: I mean, it's just the idea that, That was out of his control at that point of time. Absolutely. And it's, and just like the bike, right? Please don't get a flat is the same thought, you know, please don't crash in front of me is the same thought as please don't let that be me. It wasn't about him.
1: Right. It was just. It's about the circumstance. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And I think, so I, you know, I mean, I guess if you're thinking it was a bit selfish, I see it as like, please let all of these little itty bitty brittle pieces stay aligned. Yeah you know yeah. do, do not let my house of cards come crashing down <laughs> please
1: when i'm done yes now no <laughs> right
0: <laughs> yeah and i you know so i'm i'm thinking about you know that whole idea of a marathon is hard enough, right? And and we all say that, like, a marathon hard and it's a life goal. I got to imagine you're 19 miles into a marathon and you're like, I'm not going to – are you thinking back? You've already biked 112 miles. Mm-hmm. You've already swam. You know how to run seven miles.
1: Yep. Yeah. And it wasn't so much the f- – it was more so the first five miles was a challenge. hmm because you're in the heat and you're trying to get rehydrated and resalted right. and refueled for the twenty-one miles. Right. And my mind went there. I'm like, oh my God, I have twenty one more miles to go. And it's like, oh, shut no. up. No, oh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Let's you, break this up. You're just yeah. doing a marathon. You yeah. know, and that and so I had taught you know, it was a lot of talking myself down. Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I got and for fifteen hours?
1: Fifteen hours, forty seven. Fifteen hours, forty-seven minutes, and something or other. Yeah,
0: fifteen forty-seven, and,
1: and yeah. woo. Yeah, a lot of a lot of mind talking. Yeah. I mean, just like you guys being mm. out there doing fifty plus miles. You know, mm. a lot, you know, you got to talk yourself down a lot of times.
0: Yeah, but I gotta, I gotta think. For me, the mental exhaustion of trying to not crash for a hundred and twelve miles, like just. That amount of concentration is gotta be exhausting.
1: Yes. Yes. But I, yeah. I mean, was, literally, I was talking to some people and they're were like, Were you getting really stupid on the bike? I'm like, Uh huh. <laughs> uh huh. Like, I, you know, y- you just get to the point that you're in such a tunnel. Yeah. That you you start losing sight of everybody around you.
0: Yeah, and your brain just needs a break at some point, right? Like mm-hmm. at some point, it's got to turn <clears throat> off. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's what's that's what's nice about the run. You can walk for a few minutes.
1: Yeah, well, you can yeah. glide, but it's it's yeah. completely different because you're still sitting down.
0: Yeah, and there's, there's still people around you, <laughs> and there's still cars, and yes. there's speed involved.
1: Yes, a lot of speed involved. Mm-hmm.
0: But you had you had it. You did it.
1: I did it. Yeah, and it, you know. We're just talking. I mean, tomorrow's going to be a month.
0: Yeah, a month. That
1: I did all of this. Yeah. And, and it's like, I can't wait to do an- another one. <laughs> 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 Sick as that is. Nice. Yeah. So uh, next year, not, not doing a full next year. I'm doing two halves. Um, I actually signed up again with MMRF for Ironman, half, half Ironman Lake Placid. And that's in September.
0: Okay. September 2017.
1: 2017, yep. And then 2018, I'll be doing another full.
0: So what's your other half then?
1: I'm um, doing quasi um, okay. in June, which is down in Connecticut.
0: Okay. So um, half in June and a half in half September. Half in September,
1: yep. Yep. Right. And then in between that time, start training again for a full.
0: Yay! <laughs> so... are we
1: always training, though? Yeah.
0: Are you just going to, like, email your friends and...
1: Yep. Just going <laughs> to do the same thing that I've been doing... That I did last year and this year. Hi, friends. I'm still alive. <laughs> Here's the update.
0: Yeah, if you'd like to come train with me. Yeah, I, I
1: didn't get a lot of people who wanted to train with me. Uh, no. No. I, mm, no. The run was fine because, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, I'll go run eight miles. But I have to do 22 today. Well, I'll catch up with you at yeah. eight.
0: And you can't really talk during a swim. And you, you bikes. I mean, you could sort of do a training. I mean, you get training groups, right? Because they're sort of like power and numbers. Yeah. If you're all on the bikes on the road.
1: Yeah, but I, I was more, uh, single, on yeah. on my rides. You know, if it was shorter, if it was shorter than 95 miles, yeah. people would come with me.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're, shocking, uh, you know? odd.
1: I know. Like, hey, I'm going down to Canada I'm going back, and then some, and they're like. Catch me on the then some, not <laughs> not all of that. I'm like, oh. Swing,
0: swing by my house.
1: Exactly, and I'll yeah. come. I might come with you.
0: Wow, so you've already so triathlon is your deal. I mean, is my gig. Yeah, that's it, huh?
1: Yeah. I mean, I love running. I love you know. We're here at Mendon. I mean, this is you know love running the trails. But yeah,
0: so you got a fancy bike. You got to get your miles out of it now, right?
1: Fancy bike, I know, and I got fancy wheels on it now too.
0: Oh my goodness, yeah. <clears throat> so have you found like that's, um, I, I mean, I think triathlon, I think uh, drowning and thousands, <laughs> and thousands of dollars. Those are the two things I think about. Thousands
1: of dollars. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not a cheap sport. No. No.
0: I mean, I guess you could. You just. You
1: could go. The you got to
0: work. Yeah. Then, right.
1: Yeah. No, my, no, my bike. The
0: equipment seems very important.
1: It is. It is. And, you know, and, and, you know, my, my first tri bike that I had was was perfect for that time frame. You know, I, w- I was into it, but I wasn't into it.
0: Yeah. And like, you don't you don't buy a Ferrari the first day you want to learn how to drive fast. Right? Some
1: people do, but yeah, the, I would not suggest that. No. Because what if you don't like it?
0: Yeah. Or what if you leave it on top of your car as you drive into your garage?
1: Right. Right? <laughs> right. Or you just leave it and you forget to buckle it down like a couple of my friends have done. And oh. their $10,000 bike is bouncing down the freeway. Yeah.
0: In pieces and, and parts. pieces and
1: parts. And you just got it and you have to buy a new one. Yeah. But.
0: So I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that you're all decked out in all your Ironman gear. I am. It's pretty nice. got your Rockin' Peasant Man shirt.
1: Yep. That was from this weekend. I um, did the sprint.
0: Yeah. Right. Uh, less than a month after an than, Ironman, yep. you jump into a little triathlon. I'm a little but, triathlon.
1: Yep. I did. But uh, still. Yep. Came in fourth overall for women. Yeah. Third in my age group. So. But my age group is, you know I'm full of
0: top women apparently. Top, yeah.
1: And the two that were ahead of me were much younger than me. They were on the lower end of the forties. And then one young chick. So I was pretty happy with it. Yeah. And the conditions sucked.
0: Yeah, it was hot.
1: It was no, it was pouring rain. Oh yeah. Pouring rain. Because it was pen it was pen, pouring rain. Oh, yeah. And it was so much fun.
0: <laughs> so
1: I had a blast.
0: Swimming in the rain.
1: It wasn't raining when we were swimming, but we it was the One of the toughest swims I've ever done in my life. It was the lake was very choppy, very choppy, and then just downpouring when you were biking, which was kind of dangerous. But yeah,
0: which is like brings that whole don't crash thing to right? But it was so much
1: fun though, because you weren't getting hot, you weren't getting overheated, right?
0: right. So you got windshield wipers on your glasses.
1: I wish, (laughs) and and the defogger, I wish too, but no,
0: none of that stuff. All right. Mm Okay, so we've we've reached the end of your Iron Man, although it seems like you're gonna be doing another,
1: gonna one. Do another one.
0: You're gonna and you said you're gonna do Lake Placid again or what I'm sorry no, I missed that.
1: Um, the half I'm going to next right. year. Uh, for my full I don't know which one I'm gonna sign up for yet. But I'll keep you posted.
0: Alright, you know. You need the need the fundraising crew. You know?
1: I need the my I need my crew. The fundraising crew.
0: All right. So um, Usually now, as part of our shtick, we have these um, these lightning round questions as submitted by listeners. Oh God! But they, they don't know what to ask uh, triathletes. So our three people have submitted. <laughs> what do you call a female Ironman? What do you call yourself? Uh, uh, I guess you call yourself an Ironman. Seems Man. like you've said Ironman a or couple times.
1: Iron person, but no, it's an Ironman.
0: Ironman, yeah. You yeah. Know, equality, right? Exactly. All right. So I, the, the question I had, uh-huh. um, was similar to that, but, um, did you stop to pee on the bike? Was, and you answered that. So did not, you did not. No,
1: I held it until 412 miles.
0: Cause that's a lot of riding.
1: That is a lot of riding and a lot of bladder control.
0: Yeah. So you did not stop to pee on the bike.
1: No. And I had to, right. so I was not dehydrated. I had to, but I was like, Oh, uh, uh-uh. uh. Yeah.
0: And the only other one we got was um and I sort of answered that but what was your what was your um dessert reward after hard workouts?
1: Dessert reward, nice. I like that one. Peanut M&Ms.
0: Peanut M&Ms. That was uh yeah. Salad.
1: Yeah. I mean, when I was on my trainer, because
0: mm-hmm.
1: when I couldn't ride outside, I had a bowl of M um, and M's next to me.
0: Will ride for M and
1: Absolutely, <laughs> and I still do it today.
0: Nice. Yeah. Power pellets.
1: That's right. All They're right. the best. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So that's it. We've we've uh, we've covered a lot of ground. I yeah. guess 140 miles worth. I know, and, right? But I'm this figure skating thing. I'm sorry. I'm still stuck on that. Okay. So. Um, I got more questions about. We could do a figure skating podcast. Sure, we could. So, like the difference between an axle and a lutz. What's that all about?
1: An axle, you're going forward. Well, sometimes you're going forward. Well, Mm -hmm. here's the thing: the lutz and the you can go forward or backwards on either one of them. Right. But the Lutz is you're taking off on one leg. Okay. And it's an inside edge instead of the flat.
0: So you're taking off on one leg and doing whatever, however many spins yep. you're doing. Yep. But it's all about the one leg.
1: Thing. One leg and on a certain edge. Okay. Yep. Hmm. And that's what screwed up my knee.
0: The Lutz's.
1: The lutzes and the sow cow's. Mm-hmm. We could get into a whole bunch of weird names.
0: So, uh, but times. but it seems like a lot of it is the position of the skates, right? Like, yes, because that's your landing on those. So it matters, like the did, toe pick. Yeah. Did yep. you lift it up? Did you put it down? Did you turn it this way or that way? Yep.
1: And did you get enough height? I always got enough height.
0: Right. You got I, the ups. But... I got
1: the ups, and sometimes the downs really hurt, but.
0: Ugh. And then, and then the wipeouts—you're landing on ice.
1: You're, yes, there's no bounce factor,
0: so <laughs> you know
1: you—it would be great during this uh, summertime when you have these huge um, bruises on on either side of your hip,
0: right? And just, people
1: are looking at you like, "Oh, you've been beaten." Oh no, this is <laughs> skating. <laughs>
0: oh, yuck! Yeah. So did you ever do like figure skating? I mean, uh, pairs skating? Like where? You had, like... I tried
1: it just for fun. Yeah. And I was too dominant. Yeah. Kind of weird.
0: No, I mean. Yeah. Well,
1: I no, mean, if you look. You, you want to be the boss. I had to be the boss. Uh-huh. And, you know, didn't really work out all that well.
0: So what's a weird thing about figure skating that people don't know about?
1: Oh, God, Lord. Um,
0: <laughs> what's one that you want to tell people about that you
1: uh, don't know All right. Gosh, there's so many of them. Um, I was, I uh, once again, I was different. You know, it was all about, <laughs> you know, how much sequence you had to wear. And I was like, God, really?
0: Oh, sparkles
1: sparkles no i wasn't too much into sparkles i was kind of like you know i was the grateful dead part of skating nice. instead of the foo-foo yeah.
0: instead of the the um pageant queen
1: correct ah, yeah okay. i didn't i didn't fit the mold of a figure skater
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's good yeah it, it needs that kind of stuff you yeah know?
1: that's why Tonya harding really didn't <laughs> do all that well. She was mean. <laughs> Great skater, but which, she was mean. Which has been established, right? Very. Yes, right. and thank God it wasn't me who she hit the knees. So.
0: <laughs> all right. And and that uh uprising note, like anything else?
1: No, thank you so much. Yeah. For for asking me. I mean, yeah, this was good time. I
0: I've, cool. I've learned a lot today. Good. <laughs> good. I feel like my head is full and it's reinforced that, you know, I can I can keep being a runner and be okay with myself. <laughs>
1: well, and the great thing about tries they also have relays. So you could mm-hmm. always be the running side I, I running. did that.
0: Good. So well, we did the the smallest of triathlons at our YMCA. I'm glad you brought that up because um we did a um a Relay triathlon, I mean, super small, but it was in our little YMCA pool, Mm -hmm. which is like 25 yards. Mm -hmm. Um, My wife did the swim Mm -hmm. and it was as, so it's 15 minutes. Okay. It's as much laps as you could do in 15 minutes. And it was like a practice triathlon. So there wasn't a transition. Right. There was like, after the swim stopped, you had five minutes. And then the bike started, and the bike was on a trainer. Okay, and it was they like there's a setting and just how many revs or whatever can you get in 15 minutes? Sure. And my friend Erica uh, did the bike part, and she like she's like, oh, once you hit this setting, you just pedal. Yeah, just pedal once you find that's the optimum setting for resistance and fast, you know, whatever, and turnover. You just pedal. Yep. so she did that for 15 minutes and then it was time for the run and that's and me did it. and it was a two mile run okay and I'm like I think you know and this was actually I was in shape so I'm like I'm thinking um so I line up there's a couple people that are doing the full try so they had the five minutes in between to get ready mm-hmm. so I just I was one of like three relay people right and the other two people are obviously beginner runners so right. I go over to the start line and I'm kind of waiting two guys come up and they're like uh, what are you going to run? You look like a runner. What are you going to run? And I'm like, I think I'm going to run uh, seven minute miles. And they're like, Oh, well, we'll be a little bit behind you. One guy was like, I'm gonna run seven fifteens or seven thirties or something. Because right. they had just swam and bikes, sure. right? Yeah. Um, so I run and all of a sudden I'm like feeling spunky. So I ran like a six twenty and oh a six twenty five, and I'm like, hooray, like my two fastest miles of my life <laughs> in this relay triathlon. Awesome. You know. So I feel like I did one part of the triathlon. You sure did. The part that I know. Yeah. Um, but those guys were like, I thought you were gonna run sevens. I was like, I hey. I I thought know. I was. I don't know. It felt good. Yeah.
1: So. so I just went for it. Yeah. No, that's... And they're fun too to do, mm-hmm. realize. Because then you know you're done with the swim or the bike or the run. Yeah. And, you're
0: like, yeah. and and my wife's like part fish. So for her to swim, it just... But she had some troubles that day. But it was just, you know, she loves to swim. So for her, that was natural. Right. And, you know, my friend Erica on the bike, she's like, I can do that part. Whichever one you want me to do, I'll just do. You know, Perfect. So it was fun. It good. Was that, but that was... I had puts that out for some reason that i had done it before
1: well sometimes people do do that mm-hmm. They're like oh, i don't want to do the tries no. yeah.
0: yeah and we had little numbers on our calves
1: yep I like your that. age group mm-hmm. yeah we
0: didn't even bring that up like you know
1: oh i know well i had the tattoos <laughs> so
0: but... they had like body marking like yes what's the deal with that why do you have so many numbers all over you
1: so well just in case you're twisted up in a pretzel off the <laughs> bike um <laughs> or you are in the fetal position uh, for the run. Okay. Or, um,
0: only one part of you is above the water. Correct. Because you have
1: it, you have your numbers on either side of your, Yeah, um,
0: your shoulders, your, your sh- calves, yep. you have like, yeah, so, so numbers everywhere. It. Yeah, yeah.
1: Think about. It. I mean, if you're just
0: so they can quickly find you, so
1: they know who you are. Yeah.
0: <sighs> Pieces and parts, man.
1: Yeah. You never know. Hmm. And then the then the age on your calf, so you can kind of gauge of like, oh, I have to go get her. I gotta
0: go catch up, Yeah. Oh my goodness.
1: Yeah. No competition though.
0: No. <laughs> no. Never. No. It's all about everybody just finishing. That's right. <laughs>
1: Except I have to beat her. So.
0: Nice. Yep. All right. Cool. Great. Yeehaw! Thanks, guys. Thank you. Well done. So wow. I'm officially ready to go now. How can you listen to that and not suddenly want to get up and train for something? Also, as an aside, I wonder how many triathletes end up taking second careers as life coaches. You know, the ability to manage and execute what amounts to three different training schedules while also doing life. That has to translate into some serious time management and organizational skills. Plus, you know, all that motivation. Maybe it uh, could rub off on their clients. And uh, (laughs) speaking of rubbing, or more specifically, massaging, this episode is also sponsored by Josh Stratton LMT. Josh is a licensed massage therapist who knows the treatments that active athletes need. Located in Winton Place, inside Four Performance, uh, use the code Poseidon when booking during September for fifteen dollars off a sixty-minute massage. That's Poseidon. Uh, I'd like to tell you about what Josh did to my foot last week. It was all achy and cranky from wandering around Twisted Branch Course. You know, the whole uh, wake up in the morning and spend 20 minutes uncurling your toes and cracking your ankle kind of cranky. So I told Josh about it. He, uh, He looked at me, he flexed his fingers a little bit, got his knuckles ready, and 30 minutes later... My foot was more flexible than a fresh crepe covered with powdered sugar and warm strawberry sauce. And uh, if you don't know, that's pretty flexible. So, anyways, head out to his Facebook page at facebook.com slash josh stratton lmt. Check that link in the show notes if you'd like uh, to learn more about what he does and to book an appointment. Tell him you heard it here on the podcast. Use this month's secret code, Poseidon and he'll give you $15 off a 60-minute massage. So yeah, what is normally 65 bucks for an hour will be 50 bucks. Be sure to check out the episode show notes for links to some of the things Kim talked about, like the Multiple Myeloma Foundation, as well as information on the sponsors, the Rochester Running Company and Josh Stratton LMT. If this conversation inspired you or made you laugh, or you just want to share your Me Too stories about figure skating, drop a line Uh, on the Facebook page, or shout at me on Twitter, at Run Inside Out. Thank you to all of this month's Patreon supporters. Your continued support helps me keep improving this podcast, like, real deal. Um, I'll be sharing some cool sneak peek stuff on our Patreon page in the very near future as well. If you'd like to become a Patreon supporter, check out the homepage and click the Patreon banner. Please know that any amount of support is appreciated. Thank you. And thank you all for listening, subscribing, and telling your friends. Thanks for sharing your stories and getting out there to create more stories. Until next episode, be thankful for what you've been given, be proud of what you've achieved, and let go of what you've lost. See you out there.